completely unsubstantiated as well, but nevertheless, it is a, a rumour that has been spread. Let me ask you about the other one then. Um, the New York Times says Donald Trump's got a Chinese bank account. Is, is that significant or is that uh, a big scandal? A big scandal as Not well. Not really a scandal. Uh, president Trump, or before he was President Trump, you know, did business around the world. The Trump Organization licensed its name to build uh, buildings around the world. They tried to sell uh, units in some of their developments to buyers all over the world. Who knows? They could have been exporting some of their uh, Trump-branded products. Uh, th- this really, by itself, absent some other evidence of illegality, which really there isn't, it's just not unusual. And in fact, in, in the scope of the Trump Organization, this just seems to be very small amount of money. It, it just has a bit of humor to it in the sense that, you know, on the one hand, they're accusing Hunter Biden of doing business in China, but, but the Trump Organization appears to have had a small amount of business uh, in, in uh, uh, China as well. And then, you know, the voters are just getting bombarded with additional ones. You know, just in recent hours, the national security team in the United States government held a press conference to say that mm-hmm. Russia and Iran appear to be interfering in the election. There's new allegations, unproven, but there's new allegations about Giuliani as well. Uh, you know, they, they, these last few days, we're getting it from all sides. We better not go into all of them. Thank you very much, Ross. That's great to talk to you. Ross Feingold, Business Development Director of Sapro Group in Taiwan. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. And in the markets, those rumours of Iranian interference and meddling in the, the forthcoming US election is sending US stock index futures lower. Uh, they're down about 0.6% at the moment. And that's dragging Asian markets markets down with them. The ASX 200 in Australia is off one and a quarter percent. The Nikkei 225 in Japan down about 0.6 percent. The Cosby's sliding in South Korea. That's off three quarters of a percent. And it looks like the Hang Seng is going to open about half a percent to two thirds of a percent lower as well. Thank you very much for listening this morning. Stay tuned for Back Chats with Danny Gittings and Nixie Lamb in just a moment. The weather forecast for today, mainly fine and dry. Maximum temperature will be about 28 degrees, cloudier and windier in the next couple of days. There is a red fire danger warning in force as well. It's 23 degrees right now, 65% relative humidity. It's 8.32. Here's Pierre Tremblay with the half-hour news. The former U.S. President Barack Obama has sharply criticized his successor, Donald Trump, in his first campaign speech in support of the Democratic presidential candidate, Joe Biden. Speaking at a rally in Philadelphia, Mr. Obama criticized the president's handling of the economy and the pandemic. He said Mr. Biden would ensure that everyone got medical and financial help. Joe's not going to screw up testing. He's not going to call scientists idiots. He's not going to host a super spreader event at the White House. Joe will get this pandemic under control with a plan to make testing free and widely available, to get a vaccine to every American cost-free. His plan will guarantee paid sick leave for workers and parents affected by the pandemic. Two teenagers accused of pointing out the French teacher Samuel Paty to his attacker have been charged with complicity in his murder. Mr. Paty was beheaded in broad daylight last Friday by an Islamist teenager. He'd shown his class a cartoon of the Muslim prophet Mohammed during a lesson on free speech, prompting a parent to begin a social media campaign against him. Earlier in a speech at the Sorbonne University in Paris, President Emmanuel Macron said Mr. Paty embodied the country's will to live as free citizens. Samuel Paty est devenu vendredi 
On Friday, Samuel Paty became the face of the Republic, the face of our will to break the terrorists, to diminish the Islamists, to live as a community of free citizens in our country, of our determination to understand, to learn, to continue to teach, to be. Spain has become the first country in Western Europe to pass a million coronavirus infections. The health ministry reported another 17,000 cases over the past day. Only five other countries have exceeded the million mark. The BBC's Guy Hedgeco has this report. Spain has been the European country with the highest number of infections throughout most of this pandemic. And with these latest figures, it has broken yet another unwelcome record. Spain appeared to have the virus under control by the end of a strict national lockdown in the spring. But since then, a slow-moving but large second wave has been hitting the country. The daily death rate from Covid is much lower than in March and April. Today, 156 more deaths were recorded. But it is steadily rising, as is pressure on healthcare services. Next news at nine. Good morning. Welcome to Back Chat. I'm Danny Gittings. Your co-host this morning is Nixie Lamb. Good morning, morning Nixie. On today's show, we'll be asking, what are the implications of the mass sackings at Cafe Pacific? More than 5,000 Hong Kong-based staff lost their jobs yesterday. And its Cafe Dragon subsidiary was axed altogether, ending a 35-year history that began as Dragonair. Unions say yesterday's sackings alone swelled the city's unemployment rate by 0.2%. And fear there is worse to come as other companies hard hit by COVID-19 follow Cafe's lead and start laying off large numbers of staff. They blame the government, which pumped tens of billions of dollars into Cafe a few months ago and now has two seats on its board. They say the government should do more to stop the sackings, but analysts say the company had no choice but to try and reduce its huge monthly losses. So what do you think employers should do in the current environment? And with no sign in, in, no sign in end of the aviation slump, is it time for pilots and airline attendants to start retraining for other careers? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free. Email us at backchat at rthk.hk. That's backchat at rthk.hk. Or give us a call. The number there, 233 That's 233 Our guest for the first half of the show, Alice Mack. Uh, lawmaker for the Federation of Trade Unions, Carol, Carol Ng, chairperson of the Confederation of Trade Unions and a former flight attendant, and uh, Dr. Stanley Kahn, who is the chair of the Greater Bay Areas Aviation e Exchange Association. Good morning. Welcome to Back Chat. Good morning. Uh, Alice, Alice Mack, let's uh, go to you first. Uh, you, uh, you, you're, very, you're very worried about the effect on unemployment, aren't you? And from what I heard from what you said yesterday, you think the government should be doing more. Is that right? Sorry, uh, Alice Mack? Hi. Yeah, yeah. So please go ahead. Yes. Um, so in fact, uh, we have already urged the government to uh, launch an uh, employment subsidy scheme uh, since last year. Uh, but the government has done nothing, in fact, uh, in helping and supporting those unemployed. And as the government has just announced, the unemployment rate of this year is, uh, of this uh, quarter, is 6.4%. Uh, uh, with the, the, the large-scale redundancy plan uh, of the Bay Pacific, we estimated that the unemployment rate may increase uh, to 6.6%. Uh, uh, that is, uh, it will have an increase of 7.2%. Uh, 
So um, the government cannot just ignore the impact of this redundancy plan on the whole um, labor market in Hong Kong. Um, so we, the, the government should do something uh, in helping those unemployed, uh, maybe uh, to create job opportunities and to introduce a comprehensive uh, unemployment subsidy scheme for those unemployed. But the government can't keep uh, subsidising a, a, a company which is too big for the current uh, air travel market, right? Yeah. Now we can see the impact of the pandemic on the aviation industry. But um, the, we, the government can, what can, the government can do is to help those unemployed uh, to create, as I said, to create job opportunities by uh, introducing some like a retraining program or retraining scheme, and also to uh, provide a short-term uh, uh, unemployment subsidy for those unemployed. And in fact, um, this will cause, and um, what, what we are concerned about is that uh, this large-scale redundancy plan will have a huge impact on the labor market. Um, maybe uh, other industries or other enterprises may do the same. So uh, the government just can neglect the uh, impact. What are the uh, other industries do you think is at risk at the moment? Uh, like retail and um, tourism. Uh, this is, these industries are the most important uh, or seriously affected, affected by the pandemic. Uh, we have um, members from the tourism industry saying that they have been unemployed for more than a year. And in fact, according to our survey, uh, a monthly survey on the unemployment situation in Hong Kong, uh, over 70% of the interviewees have been have received a, a salary cut or uh, uh, just laid off from the uh, their companies. And over 35% uh, just have no income in the last month. So this is a very serious uh, situation. Uh, um, but I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we are sorry to see that the government just uh, provides uh, the, the subsidies for those uh, companies. Well, but, employers, right? Well, what about yeah, the employees? employers, yeah. And not the employees. And it can only uh, keep the unemployment rate to 6.4%, uh, uh, but it cannot help the unemployed. But how long can the government continue providing sub? This is going to go on, the effects for a long time. How long do you really, really expect the government to continue providing subsidies? Uh, this is uh, difficult. But, uh, as you said, the situation will not improve in a short time. So those unemployed will be affected for, well, their, their salary and their income will be badly affected for quite a long time. So the government can, as I said, in short term, they sh uh, the government should provide this, uh, uh, unemployment subsidies for those unemployed. And at the same time, uh, the government has to um, invest or uh, to study or to explore other opportunities and on how to how to help the, those unemployed to maybe to change to other industries or to provide some training for them. And some other discussion is on the MPF, and some people are saying that well, maybe they can get the money from MPF first. And what's your views on that? Um, I think this is uh, not the solution. Uh, MPF is a, a scheme for uh, employees' uh, retirement. Uh, without this uh, 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 money, uh, they will they, their retirement life will be badly affected. And in fact, what they are facing now is the short, uh, temporary uh, unemployment. So we should help them. We should have the solution to help them to go to go through these difficult times and not to affect their uh, retirement scheme.
uh, we should focus on the question. So I think if the government has a, uh, a subsidy scheme, then the employees will not consider to use their own NPF. You, you've said a lot about the government, but you haven't said really anything about Cafe Pacific or the, the, the company itself. Um, yeah. uh, do, do, do you disagree with how the, the company has handled this, or you understand their, their situation? Well, we are, of, of course, very disappointed about what uh, the Cafe Pacific has done, you know, uh, such a large-scale uh, redundancy plan. Uh, this will, uh, as I said, not only affect uh, their employees, but also the uh, whole labour market, uh, local labour market. And because, in fact, um, the uh, Cafe Pacific has, as you said, uh, got several billion subsidies uh, uh, from the government. And they still uh, carry out such a large-scale redundancy plan. Uh, we think this is not, uh, it's very irresponsible. Uh, in fact, they should consider other plans or other schemes that can retain their employees and at the meantime to um, to save their, uh, to, to cut costs or whatever. But they should not uh, just uh, with, uh, use the, the, well, I would say this is the easiest way for the employees, that is to lay off all the, uh, for the employer, that is the easier way, easiest way for the employer, that is to lay off the employees. But this is not the, the best way. The best, the best way is how to um, retain the employee and at the same time they can uh, consider other schemes or plans to cut budget or whatever to, uh, well, to go through this difficult time. And especially when they have already got several billion of subsidies from the government. OK, thank you very much. You just heard Alice Mack, a Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker. We're discussing the uh, mass job losses at Cafe Pacific yesterday and the effect on the unemployment situation in Hong Kong. If you have any comments, do go to our Facebook page, Backchat on RT RTHK Radio Free, and leave a comment there. Or you can email us at backchat at rthk.hk. Backchat at rthk.hk. Uh, several emails coming in already, and they, I'm afraid they're, they're not very sympathetic to those who lost their jobs yesterday. Let me just bring in one, and then we'll go to the other guests. Uh, David says... I know this sounds heartless, but somehow I don't feel any sympathy for CX staff, especially for those who endorsed and participated in the fascist riots. Let's remember some highlights over the past few months. Complete shutdown of the airport, cabin crew from Cafe Pacific threatened to go on strike if the company does not stop all flights to China. Doxing of passengers. Cafe Dragon staff on a, a, a particular website, if you fire the protesters, you'll burn with us. From now on, we will not do cost-saving for you. Pour and discard all your wines. Ensure I'm slow in my work. We try to delay your flights every day. We will try to mess up your planes every day. Put up an angry face in front of all the passengers. Looks like reality finally caught up with them. And now they can experience how it feels when you wreck other people's livelihoods. That email from David, but I have to say a number of other similar emails also coming in. Uh, Carol Ng, uh, chairperson of the Confederation of Trade Unions and former flight attendant. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, what do you make of those kind of sentiments from our listener saying that this is... Uh... Uh, this is only to be expected. And as I said, we've I had mean, several similar comments from other <laughs> listeners. There's, there's a few that we have read yesterday in um, that some of these comments simply just related to what happened last year. And, uh, but don't forget, the pandemic was started since the beginning of this year. And it started from not closing all the borders in Hong Kong and then spreading out to many, many places in the world. What about but supporting now, to have a health code? Like, do, do the universal testing to try to resume the whole thing? Sorry? That will save the that? industry. 
I mean, like like you just blamed about uh, not closing all the borders, but what about in the recent uh, events that the government's pushing for universal testing? And uh, I, th- I think your industry didn't really um, yeah, this, support that. This is that, what I'm trying to explain. It's the, why, why does it happen? But now the, the scale of the pandemic, which is quite large, um, it's affecting most of the industries, as in particular the travel industry, including the aviation, definitely. And uh, when people try to connect what's the current situation simply about last year's what was happened in Hong Kong, and this is just a really short-sighted. And what the government can do a lot of things during this year um, in which they, they, they didn't do it or they just do it too slowly or responding, not according what we wish. And don't forget those quarantined exemptions. And there's, um, it was a really long list for the people who was exempted from any quarantine during the third wave of this um, epidemic in Hong Kong. So and when, when people try to link up all this and try not to look into what's happening in Cathay Pacific, that is too simple. When we study it through about these companies' um, finance situations, and we, we have to get our experts to look into the balance sheets of the company. And it's just not like the, today, what, what yesterday's happened, that the company may be in crisis, so they need to massively second people. It's not like that. If you look at this, the balance sheets, the situations of the company, I mean, the finance situations are still remains healthy. Right mm. now, it's, it's a you mean fact. the amount of money they have on their, their, their reserves, but I mean, on, uh, on a I monthly, on they, a monthly yes, basis, they're they, losing what two, the two billion. I know, yeah. I know, if they are losing money, but what's in their pocket and what's the entire situations of money within the company is it's still okay. But I agree, it might be some cost saving measures need to do. But the whole thing is when they start to consider redundancy, they didn't listen to the unions. They didn't just try their best to exercise what's the cost-saving measures in every single avenue within the company. They now simply just start the redundancy right away. So you're not really surprised by this because CAFE has a long history of conflict with unions. Oh, yeah. But during these past months, the unions come back to us and say the company have met them on several occasions. And they expect the company would listen and try to respond on certain suggestions by the unit. But of course, now you see it's not. But don't forget the fuel hedging losses of this company. How much do they bearing in every year? It's calling 6.5 billion in within four years time, which is 26 billion. Now, yesterday's what you have seen, we have seen the large scale of this redundancy, which is going to spend 2.2 billion, all right? But that's how much that's going to save on every month. It's 500 million. And it, it doesn't really, really sound fair and really practical when you get rid of 8,500 jobs in Hong Kong, it's 5,003. And uh, that to, to make you really reasonable to just say, I need to get rid of these uh, stuff and look at what happened and majority of the old contract staff or they've been made redundant it's a completely wipe out of all old contracts and now they are asking the remaining staff to sign a new contract which is much lower terms and conditions it's a very clear picture they just want to get rid of the senior staff and also and if you look at what i've just said about fuel hedging losses it's asking the staff to absorb all these losses within the company that's it fair when 
we see the company in such a situation, you say, yeah, uh, they need to make people redundant. But is there any other cost-saving measures that has been in place about the staff? No, there isn't any. So that's why I would say this is not a necessary necess- um, redundancy. And although it may be neat to go to a redundancy situation, but should not be such a large scale. Okay. Also with us is uh, Dr. Stanley Khan, who's uh, chair of the Greater Bay Areas Aviation Exchange Association. Uh, Mr. Khan, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello, good morning. Yeah. Uh, let me read you an email from, oh, sorry, a Facebook message from uh, Horatio. It says, it's been rumoured for a while now there is a new airline in the making that serves only the Greater Bay Area, and it's just pending approval and licence from the authorities. It's already changing its tune and adding more uh, Asian routes. One only needs to understand who the owner is or easily understand why the chief executive is not allowed to do the policy address. That, that uh, message from Horatio, but raising the possibility that um, with the international aviation opportunity uh, market contracting, are, are there job opportunities in the Greater Bay Area for all these people losing their jobs? I think uh, in, the, in, in the overall uh, aviation industry uh, perspective, um, without the COVID-19, um, if you are in the Greater Bay Area, I would say the perspective and the demand is quite strong. Based on the IATA forecast up to 2024, I think we still have about 30% demand needed in this market. So therefore, I believe um, people still interested set up the airlines or they have a kind of addition uh, opportunity in either Hong Kong, Macau or in the Greater Bay Area. I think this is one of the uh, uh, idea or what is the purpose why the new airlines wanted to set, set up that in Hong Kong. That's the point number one. Point number two is that um, uh, a lot of people also asked me recently uh, because of the Cafe Pacific and Dragonair, the layoff uh, uh, situations, uh, the new airlines coming in Hong Kong, would they be able to adapt it or would they be able to uh, capture most of the uh, employee uh, from uh, KA or CX into these airlines? But um, we all know that to apply the uh, airlines or to getting the uh, operation license from a new carrier, that will be a very long process. Normally, the airlines, normally the newcomer need to take about one or one and a half years in order to get the complete license to get it ready. So I would say at this moment, the greater Bay areas they may only looking for, or at this moment they are probably selling to the higher management or, or basically the department head levels uh, employees. If you're talking about the large number of uh, cabin crew or pilots, I would say they will not uh, to consider probably at this moment. The most probably time um, uh, up to now into their process that I will believe uh, most probably will be uh, next year in June or July. I think they may probably looking at more cabin crew and uh, pilots. Would they hire cafe staff? Is there, I mean, there was a lot of suspicion in China last year of, of cafe and its staff. Um, um, does that still linger or is that forgotten? Um, I think um, if you go back to see the staff from Cafe Pacific and Jordan, I would say that um, they are very professional, they are very capable and they are very reliable. Airline is a very unique uh, industry and particularly they are very concerned as customer service training. So I would say all of them, that actually there will be a quite very important value for the hospitality business. No matter they're working for the airlines or they work for other hospitality business, I think they will be still variables. So I would like to take this opportunity to talk to all the uh, staff um, if 
in case they are being affected in this time. The patients, uh, I think the most difficult time, or the, the most worst scenario time for affected by COVID-19, I think will be passed. Uh, day by day, I think they will be improved. Uh, what about the private jets industry? Like, would that be a possible way for them to go? Sorry, come again? Uh, what about private jets industry? Like, would that well, be a... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, um, during the COVID-19 period, we can see uh, the uh, airline business are being seriously affected. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the theater business will be increased uh, quite strongly because we have a lot of medical equipment. We have a lot of uh, medical goods we need to be transported. At the same time, um, I agree what you say is private jet business are getting uh, strongest because some of the people, some of the some of the uh, uh, social status people, they willing to they are quite afraid of the normal airlines and they they still now looking of some kind of more privacy uh, journey. So that's why private jet will be uh, quite popular at this time. But don't forget it. Uh, in the world, I think we still uh, a lot of countries still facing the COVID nineteen. Uh, affected and a lot of countries still fighting for their protections so um cafe pacific cases i think is one of the good example to show no any individual allies can suffer or no any individual business can be affected and fighting for survive during this kind of seriously uh, affected only the problem is that i think uh, what government should work together with all the stakeholders first of all we need to find a way to make sure Hong Kong are being well protected. Hong Kong are being more healthy uh, to fighting from the COVID-19. I think that's the first step. We don't. We, we can't accept that we have many cases come out every day. Uh, no matter, no matter China or, or, or other cities, they will not accept Hong Kong people travel if we continuously to have cases. And then we can't find out the reason. That's point number one. Point number two, I think Hong Kong government need to working with all the stakeholders to assume people traveling confident, I think that is important. A lot of uh, example, a lot of uh, information show, uh, actually travel in the plane, travel in the aircraft actually is safe. But a lot of people, I think they still look, uh, they still not have confidence enough. So uh, this is another lesson. We need to work with the stakeholders mm-hmm. to slowly educate them. Travel is safe. We don't worry and we don't afraid of travel. Because without people, we assume their travel uh, 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 building this, I mean, the airline itself, no matter how, how much they cut their cost, how much they cut their wood, it still not help eventually. Okay. Uh, just now, uh, Carol Ung, just now, um, uh, Dr. Khan was uh, saying that uh, cafe staff have a good reputation and that um, I'm sure there are many jobs in the hospitality industry so that would welcome cafe staff. Is that your impression, that there are many prospects for staff who've lost their jobs at, to cafe? Carol Ung? Oh yes, 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 yes. Sorry. yes. Yeah. Is, there, is that the, 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 is it your impression that there are many opportunities for staff um, uh, who've lost their jobs at cafe? Um, at the moment, I think uh, immediately it is rather hard. But in general speaking, flight attendant this job, and we used to welcome so many different sectors, other employees to join it. And now maybe it's time for them to return to that kind of industry, such as education. Uh, medical or healthcare, languages, etc. And um, so I think maybe uh, just um, a situation occurring in the employment market is the um, the employees they are switching jobs, 
at the mo- at the moment, of course, they might need to have maybe um, several weeks of time to seek for the other job. But I think as a whole, and um, the different um, kinds of these jobs, they are switching to each other. So yeah, they, there's still opportunities out there, but need a little bit time to wait. And do you think uh, people who've lost their jobs, they'd want to come back to being flight attendants again, or it will be a permanent switch? Oh, um, I, I strongly feel that they would like to come back, and also that's why we recommend the company. Now, it, although you're, you're now starting the redundancy, please give priority to these people once your business is picking up and uh, to bring them back if there is an opportunity in the future. So it's still an attractive career, right? It's still, I mean, even after this, there's so many people losing their jobs, it's, it, it's, it's still a job that uh, young people in Hong Kong want to do? Well... After these days, I still believe so, because this is a job for a lot of the young people to want to make opportunities to see how the other countries look like and have a very different lifestyle who suits them. So I, I don't want people losing hope, but although it's a difficult time, and, um, well, let's wait and see and um, hope the um, epidemic will gone and then hope the economy is going to pick up very soon. And how about the mood among remaining staff? A lot of people say they're fearful of more layoffs. That is one of the issues that we are concerning. And uh, we very much hope and appeal to Cafe Pacific. Um, please just make this round of redundancy only. Do not start the second or third round. Because it, it's damaging enough to the, the remaining workforce. No one would like to see they're losing the morale and afraid every single day. Will I lose the job tomorrow? Will I be the next turn, next one? So I think after all these money they spend to so-called get rid of the old contracts, and uh, then they start a new rate of... Okay, I'm sorry, I have to cut cut you off there, Carol, because we're we're running into the news. But thank you very much. That was Carol, uh, Chair of the Confederation of Trade Unions. We also heard from Alice Mack, the Federation of Trade Unions, and from Stanley Khan, the Chair of the Greater Bay Area's um, Aviation Exchange Association. Stay with us. We'll be continuing to discuss this issue after the news, and do let us know your thoughts. The weather forecast... Mainly fine and dry. The maximum temperature will be about 28 degrees. Uh, outlook cloudy and windy, but no sign of the typhoon yet. Stay with us. Back in three minutes. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back to Back Chat. I'm Danny Gittings, sitting in for Hugh Chiverton. Your co-host this morning is Nixie Lamb. In the second half of the uh, programme, we're continuing our discussion about the implications of the uh, mass layoffs at Cafe Pacific and, of course, uh, the uh, Dragonair subsidiary, um, or now called Cafe Dragon, but began as Dragonair, was shut down after a 35-year history. And unionists worried about the effect on the unemployment rate in Hong Kong and whether other companies will follow suit. Um, also looking at other possible opportunities for those who've lost their jobs. Can they switch to other industries? Our guest for the uh, second half of the show, uh, Vera Yoon, a lecturer at uh, Faculty of Business and Economics, University of Hong Kong. Uh, Flora who's uh, currently a wealth manager but uh, used to work for uh, Dra- Dragonair as a cabin crew trainer. Uh, perhaps talk about how, if, if there's a life after working as a, in uh, the a- aviation industry. And uh, Mr. Hon, who's from the Hong Kong Aviation Staff Alliance. If you have any thoughts on uh, these issues, do email us at backchat at rthk.hk. That's backchat at rthk.hk. Or you can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio Free. Now, as I mentioned in the first half of the show, we've had a number of emails uh, harshly critical of the uh, 
staff who lost their jobs yesterday and basically saying that they got their just desserts. Um, I read one of them out before the news and um, Carol Ng, who was on, mentioned that this is not confined to back chat, that uh, the, this kinds of comments have been made on social media uh, yesterday. Let me bring in two more comments from uh, back chat listeners in that vein and then a contrasting comment. Uh, first of all, uh, Sherman says... While watching TV news about the massive layoffs at Cafe Pacific and the axing of the Cafe Dragon brand, I recalled how a group of their staff did everything they could to hurt their employer's business by hijacking its brands and threatening industrial action over political issues last year. What goes around comes around. It will be hard for prospective employers to forget how these selfish, reckless people held the company and airport hostage. I hope their faithful supporters can crowdfund enough dough to cover their living costs and mortgages. In a similar vein, an email from someone who calls themselves Cafe Never Again says, During the unrest last year, my business contacts asked me whether it was safe to fly into Hong Kong and whether Cafe was a viable choice. When they found out that CX staff had publicly released passenger details, my contacts immediately changed carriers. Reasoning that if cafe, if CX staff can dox policemen, what would stop them from doing the same to others? These CX people got what they wanted, change. And now they're about to lose their jobs. They expect sympathy? How dare they, get, given the fear and anxiety they put in my contacts and many others, through their misguided attempts to both support the rioters and hurt their employer. The only thing they are getting from me is this message. Go learn to code and pay for the lessons out of your own pockets. I only feel for their fellow staff who professionally discharge their duties and now must pay the price. As for me, I've instituted a CNA policy for my entire company for any future travel. CNA, presumably a reference to uh, uh, mainland Chinese airlines. Uh, responding uh, in a different vein and responding to the first email um, in a similar vein, which um, we aired in the first half of the show, Matthew says... It's interesting to um, see members of the Backchat Union United Front work group desperately attempting to link CAFE's issues to the protest movement last year, when the root cause is clearly the virus which began under the Chinese Communist Party's leadership in Wuhan and was spread around the world, devastating the global economy. And Matthew also takes my co-host Nixie Lamb to task for uh, uh, interrupting <laughs> Kelton in the first half of the show. Uh, in a different vein, David says, why should the government subsidise the newly unemployed? How about subsidising those that have been unemployed for months and months without benefits? The first thing this government needs to do is structure the whole system. 40% wage cut for government officials. Many have no idea what they're talking about and how to live on thin air. Remove the minimum wage so people can start businesses and employ people. Remove all corporate bonuses restructure the tax system, put logical fingers in command, and it's about time Hong Kong air companies became much cheaper and more competitive. They might have pe then they might have people on aeroplanes. Maybe there wouldn't be so many pilots living in Lantau now and the price of property might come down. Uh, and I think finally on Cafe, uh, Andrew just shortened the point, says, this is a public listed company. How dare you question the actions of the management? Um, Andrew, I'm not quite sure if you're being sarcastic there. You're welcome to uh, send a follow-up <laughs> on that. Okay, uh, let's, let's turn to our guest now. Uh, first of all, uh, let's go to uh, Vera Yoon. Vera Yoon, uh, lecturer in the Faculty of Business and Economics, University of Hong Kong. Good morning. Welcome back to Back Chat. I guess the question everybody is asking is, is, is this is just the start of massive job losses across other parts of Hong Kong or is CAFE a kind of exceptional case? 
labor force in Hong Kong is in September is around 3.9 billion, and unemployed persons is about 260,000, which makes the most recent unemployment rate 6.4 percent. Well, in fact, adding 5,000 people from the aviation industry will add about 0.1% to the unemployment rate. 1%? So, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, because uh, yesterday, um, the estimates, some uh, like lawmakers were putting forward, they were saying like 0.2%, but you're saying it's much higher. No, it's 0.1%. Oh, 0.1%, okay, yes, sorry, yeah, thank 0.1 you. Yeah. from um, Cafe Pacific. Yeah. So, so the net effect is not that big. Uh, my estimation is actually less than um, the other um, estimation made yesterday. But I would say um, in the um, near future, there may be uh, more laid off because, well, the, there's a supplement subsidy for employers um, who promise uh, to keep their headcount. But once the subsidy period expires, um, there may be more unemployment. And also another thing is um, the epidemic. Um, when it was just um, out for a few months back, firms had no idea how long the epidemic will last, so they may wait and see, try to hold on to their head time, um, and then cut costs by reducing employees' working hours or force unpaid leave rather than sacking the people as the employing increased additional costs. But now it is clear that the epidemic is not going to end in a short while. So firms will seriously think about downsizing or switching to alternative modes of doing business, seeing online shopping. So there is more pressure to lead off. Yeah, I think the Thai airway actually shift to like lunch boxes. Like like they, they do lunch boxes for for people in, in in Thailand rather than just holding to aviation side. Like that kind of that kind of mode would be possible to like retain or something like that? Um bit of revenue is just too little um, for, you know, employing that huge number of people in um, aviation or events. Because uh, many of them, um, because of the COVID-19, um, have to cut down on face-to-face contact, which means um, it's essentially cutting down on personal services. And they may rely more on machines and masters and, you know, other services. So the labor-intensive parts um, are those things that the government wants to cut down on because they may increase the chances of contact and also spread of virus. So um, there's, I think for different industries, they have um, planned to um, be more flexible in changing their business model and there may be some demand on um, different kind of labor. For example, you may need a lot of... Um, you know, computer engineers, um, and then people who do um, customer service online rather than face-to-face. But then it may not be that labor-intensive. So um, I think it's, the estimation would still be, like, in the near future, um, there will be less demand um, overall. Okay, also joining us is uh, Mr. Hon from the Hong Kong Aviation Staff Alliance. Good morning, Mr. Hon. Good morning. Uh, so what is the mood among your members now? Uh, many of them are struggling through the pandemic uh, for half a year already. And now with uh, such a big, uh, massive layoff plan, they are heartbroken and 
uh, fear with sadness and anger. Are, are they going to give up on the aviation industry? Do they want to stay, or are you, you, most people looking for jobs elsewhere? Uh, they are still considering whether to take. Uh, uh, some of them might be given a new offer, and some of them might try to look for uh, similar job opportunities in the industry, but I guess uh, it's pretty hard. Uh, surely they understand that uh, the impact in the aviation industry is going to be very long term, right? Yes, of course. So is it really... Um is it really um, is it is it really wise to still be looking for opportunities in the aviation industry? I believe uh, the attitude that they want to look for another job in the aviation industry is mainly because of the people they've been working with over the years in the past. They feel loved. They feel they're in a family. They that's. Uh, the point what they are looking for, but not really like the, how the salary is or the, how the benefits the company gives them, but the people they work with. Okay, uh, on benefits, um, it, it, of course, we, it was reported yesterday that uh, those uh, cafe staff who didn't lose their jobs have been forced to or told they need to sign new contracts in, uh, reduced, with reduced benefits. Uh, how is the mood among your members, those of you, them who didn't lose jobs and are still at Cafe Pacific or, and, ha have been for, um, and have to choose between leaving or accepting a worse pay package? Many of them are uh, started to question whether it is uh, fair for them to accept the new terms. And uh, I believe they are trying to look into uh, what, the, what really the new details of the uh, offer is. So it is a mixed uh, opinion whether to stay or to leave at this moment. What's your estimation? Will most of them agree to sign the new contracts or will most of them leave? As uh, I communicated with our members uh, yesterday, uh, because uh, yesterday is mainly for the crew, uh, air crew, to be laid off or to be offered with the new uh, terms, they, I, I believe it's a 50-50 situation right now. Oh, 50-50, that means uh, it's just a large number who might not accept the contracts and might leave. Yes, I think so. so okay. And for those who decide to stay, how, how worried are they about more redundancies later? Or, or do they think so many people will leave, you won't need more redundancies? Yeah, they are making predictions that uh, the company is uh, planning ahead to uh, cut costs and then lay off more staff uh, next year, by the end of next year, if the pandemic situation is not improving at all. Okay, let me bring in some more comments from uh, our listeners. A lot of more comments coming in about uh, the events at Cafe Pacific. Do email us at backchat at rthk.hk uh, or you can go to our Facebook page, backchat on RTHK Radio Free, and leave a comment there. Uh, David says, the government have played a large part in what has happened to the airline business because of the imposition of the quarantine on all persons flying to Hong Kong. If the government were to lift the quarantine from those testing not positive on arrival, that would go a long way to help the aviation business. Uh, John Kowloon says, while it's easy to attribute CAFE's current problems to the devastating impact that COVID had on the global travel sector, 
A close analysis of its financial performance indicates the airline has been poorly run for many years. Even prior to this year, CAFE was struggling. In the five years from 2015 to 19, a period of healthy global and regional economic growth, CAFE generated an average return on capital of just 3.46% and was loss-making in two of those five years. With air travel unlikely to recover to pre-COVID levels for years, it would come as no surprise if CAFE, um, CAFE announces further job cuts next year. And they will also have to return to shareholders for another injection of cash. As an aside, parents Swire Pacific's decision to keep putting good money after bad by helping out to bail out CAFE defies financial logic. The conglomerate should do its shareholders a favour by cutting the umbilical cord to CAFE by selling its stake to Beijing. Uh, Andrew responding, uh, following up from an early email when he said, uh, this is a public listed company, how dare you question the actions of the management? I asked whether Andrew, whether he was being sarcastic. Andrew, in a follow-up message, says, I am not being sarcastic. The shareholders are more important than the staff and their union. Also, I support the comment about the union's efforts to disrupt the company's business. What goes around comes around. Further, the government has no status in this discussion. Thank you very much for those comments. Uh, let's bring in now the uh, third of our guests in this uh, segment. Flora Ng. Flora Ng used to be a uh, Dragonair uh, cabin crew trainer, but uh, uh, changed careers, has since been a fashion trainer at Chanel and a property developer and is now a, a, a wealth manager. Uh, good morning, uh, Ms. Ng. Good morning. Good well, you're an example of how there is life after the flight industry, isn't there? So what, what would be your recommendation to those who, who uh, lost their jobs yesterday and might now be thinking about uh, whether to change careers? Um, I suggest for the moment being um, them to sit back and relax for a while indeed because it's certainly a very shocking, heartbreaking news. And to take a short break to think about their interests and future directions. And uh, moving forward, I think it's also beneficial to equip themselves by taking some professional courses, for example, examinations. Uh, depends on the interests they are going to, you know, develop in the future. Yeah, well, what sort of industry will be more potential for them to sh sh shift to? I mean, hospitality. Oh, sorry, hospitality is like also been pretty pretty big impact at this moment. And uh, what about the other industries like retail? With the same. Yes, you're right, because given that um, the economic downturn and everything, and it could make them their job hunting, hunting even hard, because there's, imagine there's a sudden flush of over 5,000 creditors, their ex-colleagues simply, with similar background in the job market right now. Mm. But um, it's not that um, um, pessimistic, because um, some uh, actually former flight tenants are still very popular in the fields like insurance, like the field that I'm, I'm in now, which values their people's skills. Um, former flight tenants are interactive, very good at interpersonal skills, highly adaptive, flexible in problem solving. So with some trainings on insurance knowledge and specific customer handling, they have very good potentials to achieve great success in building the customer network or be future leaders again to continue providing premium service to their clients. So this is um, optimistic. Is that because they work for CAFE or is it because of the nature of the job itself? Uh, both, I would, I would, I would, um, I would, I would suggest, because um, they are very competitive still. Um, they are, they have received very professional training from Cafe. They have professional uh, image, the styles, and especially most of them, um, they have very good um, um, interactive people skills, and they they would be still very competitive in the customer facing positions, because a lot of industries, especially um, 
as I mentioned, the front line would value their premium service and experience before. Um, and we're hearing that a lot of the property agencies are sort of almost desperate to hire um, a cafe There's staff. An <laughs> There's an advertisement on that. There's an advertisement already, right? Yeah, yeah, I saw that yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> would you recommend to anyone who's, uh, who's lost their job at cafe to think about going into the property business? Uh, for me, I would suggest they could consider both the property agents or insurance. <laughs> insurance, I feel. Um, I mean, they can start as financial planners or it depends on their qualifi- uh, qualifications. Some of them can be uh, wealth management um, um, manager, depends on their previous um, job, you know, the experiences. So I think both industries, as long as they have interest and they uh, would consider them suitable, they can give a try and probably get some um, experiences sharing from the companies first to decide which field they're going to take. Uh, Mr. Hon uh, from the Hong Kong Aviation Staff Alliance, um, are you encouraged by what you're hearing that there, there are a lot of opportunities for your members if they have to change jobs? Yes, uh, actually we are quite optimistic uh, for our members to look for a new job. Uh, if they are worried about it, they can find us and we are trying to collect uh, job openings from employers who need uh, these cabin crew qualities or uh, the personality uh, we have as a cabin crew. And earlier on also, you were saying that your impression was uh, many of your members might not accept the new terms at CAFE. Uh, and presumably, if, if those who are not accepting the new terms at CAFE, it's because they, they must be uh, at least uh, a little bit uh, optimistic about their chances of getting another job somewhere else. Yes, I think so. Okay. Uh, Vera Yoon, um, we, we talk, talk a lot about government retraining plans and so on, but here, here we seem to see that uh, people can just uh, create new opportunities for them, themselves, um, leaving the aviation industry. We already hear all kinds of stories of flight attendants who'd set up new businesses in yoga and so on over the past few months. Yes, I think it depends on what kind of skill set they have and how transferable their skills are. And then also depends on like what skill the employers are looking for. So I think flight attendant may be at a better position than pilot. I'm not sure because pilot is highly technical profession. They have to be trained like for 14 months, and then that training is very job specific. So it may not be so easy for them to find an alternative with a comparable pay like in in a very short time. Um, but then for flight attendant, um, I think. I agree with Laura that they really have advantages in interpersonal skills, and they need to combine it with, you know, other knowledge um, to um, go into other industries, and and then although some of them may want to like stay in the aviation industry, but I would say it's actually very uncertain um, because we don't know when the epidemic will end. And even after it has ended, people may realize that, you know, lifestyle has changed permanently. There may be fewer business travels in the future because maybe, you know, business find that it's okay to just meet online and to have online conferences rather than, you know, to fly in. So given this reason, it may make sense for them to really get prepared for the future and to accumulate um, different skills to switch career. Um, I think in the short run, it's hard to find jobs in, like, many industries because, um, I mean, the whole economy is not doing well. So um, companies are putting higher, higher fees, but if it's 
over, then uh, it would be easy for like um, easier to get another job in whether it's to get back to the aviation industry or to switch to another industry. Uh, Mr. Hon, how about pilots? I, I know Hong Kong Aviation Staff Alliance. I guess you mostly represent uh, flight attendants, but you must have friends and um, and uh, sort of. Um, Feelings about the situation for pilots, the comment Vera Yoon making that they, they may find it more difficult to find other jobs. Uh, we do have a few do have pilot pilots. members uh, in our union. And uh, I, because uh, we don't really have uh, much information from them, so I believe I cannot comment on this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we go to Florent. I, I, I know you, you, you certainly didn't work as a pilot, but um, how about the, the, this general point that um, we talk about many of these um, uh, cafe staff having transferable skills, but if you're a pilot, that's going to be much more difficult, isn't it? Um, I'm sure it could be because um, basically they, they, based on the, you know, the abandoned years of experience, the salary, the medical benefits, and not to mention the travel benefits, would they make them feel hard and difficult if they are going to start with some, you know, some other jobs or some preliminary positions in the job market. And, and i sorry to say, I, um, many of the employees may consider them as overqualified to most of their positions, mm. yeah, I have to say. Yeah, makes sense. What about those young, younger ones, like younger pilots? And we have to remember, it's mostly the younger ones, because yeah. it's the, it's the <laughs> yeah. last, last in, yeah. first out policy, so it'll be the younger ones who lost their jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and sometimes, and apart from, from that, um, challenges would come from some bias from the employers sometimes. Not only on um, the employers themselves, but sometimes there, would, there could be bias from the employers sometimes. As, as, as much as, as I know, um, they might have doubts concerning these about um, even cabin crew or, or a pilot because um, because they have they whether they have doubts whether they are able to adapt to routine working patterns like nine to six working hours mm-hmm. as their working hours in the, in the in the past can be quite irregular because they're working on roster assignment and basing on their flying routes. Um, therefore, I know some employers or HR have hesitation whether they when they are considering about the applicants with the flying background. But hang on, earlier on you were telling us that um, the prospects should be quite bright and that um, they're very employable. Now you're maybe being a little bit more cautious about it. Uh, yeah, cautious uh, could be from the um, employer side because um, during the interviews, um, I had experiences before that they might ask quite you know quite a number of questions and repeating asking on your will on how much you're determined to be grounded uh you know to 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 come back to the uh, regular working schedule like that sometimes there would be be, uh, second in or even third interview still asking the same question so as interviewees i think you have to show your passion and and how much you're determined to you know change your fields from flying background to you know daily um I mean, I know uh, office daily operations or other fields. You have to show your passion in that. Okay, let me bring in a couple more comments from listeners. We've had several um, emails from listeners who are basically saying that cafe staff who lost their jobs got their got what they deserved after supporting uh, strikes and protests last year. Uh, Victoria, responding on Facebook, says, to the heartless and ignorant people who wrote in to say, serve them right, well, look at Singapore Airlines, Thai Airways, British Airways and Virgin Atlantic. The problems that they are experiencing now had nothing to do with the protests in Hong Kong last year. What it shows, however, is your petty attitude. Uh, and uh, in an email, uh, Jay Angry, uh, talking about, um, well, you were talking earlier about perhaps flight attendants are quite employable and could move into other jobs. Uh, Jay Angry says, 
Is it right that somebody that's had a good job should suddenly jump into the job market and take away the job of someone who's been looking for a job for months? Interesting point. Mr. Hon from the Hong Kong Aviation uh, Staff Alliance. Um, just now you heard that. Um, uh, just now you heard uh, Flong saying maybe some employers will have a bias against uh, former f flight attendant staff, and uh, they're not sure they can adapt to uh, regular working hours. What's your view on that? Uh, I think it takes a little bit of time for them to change. Uh, to work in a different industry, but uh, I think we are actually quite adaptable to the environment uh, because we fly everywhere in the world and we will adjust ourselves uh, in a timely manner. But you fly everywhere in the world and that, then you have to change from that to going to in, into an office at 9 o'clock in the morning and stay in the office. Well, people work from home now. but With OTs and stuff. Yeah, so that kind of thing. It's, it, it's sort of, uh, it's very sort of, um, different. Ordinary, different ordinary existence compared to the glamour of uh, working in aviation. Yeah, but I think they are adapted enough to change their track. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much indeed. You just heard uh, Mr. Hon uh, from the Hong Kong Aviation Staff Alliance. Our thanks also to our other guests in the second half of this show, AI, uh, Flora Ng, who used to be a Dragon Air uh, cabin tr tr trainer and has since gone on to a number of other different professions. And we also heard from uh, Vera Yoon, uh, the lecturer of the Faculty of Business and Economics at University of Hong Kong. And the general message from our guest, Nixie, wasn't it, wasn't it, it's that um, maybe uh, flight attendants or staff from the aviation industry are a better place to, for moving on to other careers and perhaps mm. a lot of other people who lose mm. their jobs. Thank you very much, Nixie. Uh, I'll, I'll give the last word to one of our listeners on a completely different topic from today's um, uh, show. Uh, John says, uh, why do the observatory have such difficulty with typhoon signals? It's not difficult if they would just follow their own guidelines. If there's a tropical cyclone within 100, um, uh, 100 miles of uh, Hong Kong, like now, we expect the number one signal to be up. Please stop thinking about what might be best for individuals in Hong Kong. Everyone needs to consider the effect of tropical storms in the way that it affects them. The Hong Kong Observatory has no idea what preparations I need to make for my boat, village house, drains, etc. Just give us the information and stick to your signal guidelines so each of us can make an accurate assessment of what we each need to do based on undiluted facts. Put up the number one signal. That's from John in <laughs> Taipo. Well, I'm afraid there's no... Looking at the weather forecast, John, there's no... I think yeah. the observatory says maybe uh, later tonight, but uh, there's no sign of it yet. In fact, the weather forecast for... Uh, today, perhaps you can see why they're not going to put it up. Uh, it's mainly fine and dry. Maximum temperature will be around uh, 28 degrees and currently moderate uh, winds, although they are uh, expected to be swells later. It will become cloudier and windy in the next couple of days. So, uh, the uh, temperature is currently 24 degrees, relative humidity 64%. That's all for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. Pay attention to the latest situation. See your doctor promptly if feeling unwell, even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together. The news with Pierre.
A vice chair of a Cathay Dragon union says the government shares responsibility for the massive layoffs at Cathay Pacific, saying its billion-dollar injection in June did not save any workers, just the company. The airline announced cuts of more than 5,000 local jobs yesterday and the immediate end of operations for Cathay Dragon. The former U.S. President Barack Obama has sharply criticized his successor, Donald Trump, in his first campaign speech in support, of the, in support of the Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. Speaking at a rally in Philadelphia, Mr. Obama said Mr. Biden would ensure that everyone got medical and financial help. The U.S. Defense Department has approved arms sales to Taiwan worth more than 1.7 billion U.S. dollars in a move that's likely to worsen Sino-U.S. tensions. In a formal notification to the U.S. Congress, the Pentagon said the deal would comprise three weapons systems, adding that Taiwan needed to fortify itself for the future. More news at 10. Stand by for the brew. Uh, sociology prof from the university. Set and costume designer. Great interpreter of Beethoven. And by oh so shy, quiet and retiring doggy council co-founder of Rockefeller Records. Hello. This is a really for artists and not really for cats. Good morning. Yeah, well, it's fun, you know. Decipher what's happening behind the lift. Good morning. Inter- interviews and also observations. Absolutely no way. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Good morning and welcome to Thursday here on the Morning Brew. Well, you know what goes down today. Commentator Steve Vines with me after 10 with his regular look between the lines. Join Steve on Facebook Live after 11.30. Our vet, Dr. David Gething, will be with us. We had an email yesterday from a listener about CBD cannabidiol products in pet care. So that's where we're going to start today. And at 12.10, we're off to Venice to catch up with our Thursday wine expert, JC Viennes. It's going to be audio only again today as October early mornings in Burano are getting dark and cold and there's nothing to see except JC in a duvet. 26 minutes to 10 o'clock. I'm Jason Chan. The government has rolled out the $2 billion EV charging at home subsidy scheme to subsidise the installation of charging infrastructure at car parks of residential buildings. EV owners can easily install their own chargers later. If you're not an EV owner, the one-for-one replacement scheme can help. For details, call 3741-1347 or visit evhomecharging.gov.hk.